Happy New Year, everyone. I'm a big Happy New Year person. I have been known to Happy New Year people that I haven't seen and I see them for the first time or talk to them for the first time. Well into January, like I've even caught myself kind of stretching it into like the first couple of days of February. And then I thought, okay, I, I could probably stop now. But it's one of those greetings and well wishes that one can wish almost anybody. It's not like some of the other holidays, uh, which you don't know what people are celebrating. Of course, there are other calendars and other way, uh, you know, other other New Year's. But but New Year, at least in America uh, and in Europe, and you know, it works. I like it. And it's it's it with wishing somebody Happy New Year at the end of January. We still have. 11 more months to go. So I I like it. And it's interesting that I have noticed this year in particular like never before that it's it's today the the 10th of January of 2022 and uh, uh up until a couple of days ago I was still happy new yearing and it seemed like people were like what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you too. Uh, yeah, Happy New Year. I, it, it wasn't like they were in the Happy New Year kind of mood. Uh, and and I can understand with a lot going on in the world. But I have to say, I, I don't know if I'm the only one. I'm, I, I know I'm not, actually. Uh, that it's kind of felt like the year hasn't really started yet. It kind of feels like like we haven't like got up and gone into 2022 uh, so it's interesting. Uh, I went to our guest's website and at, at, at on one of our pages, which we'll tell you all about in a little bit, because you're going to want to go and we'll tell you why. But this is what she wrote. And it felt like it answered my question. She wrote herself. Happy New Year, everyone. 2022 has begun. But instead of charging right out of the gate, to start new goals, the celestial patterns are more inclined to have us rethink and revise our plans. So she goes on to say Venus will be retrograde until January 29th for love, values, and money resets. And Mercury retrogrades on January 14th for releasing and reconsidering before we jump into new endeavors, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to let her take it away when we come back after this. But um, there's a lot of re, re this and re that. And it just seems like the beginning of this year, there's there's some reing going on. So I look forward to uh our, our guest sharing what what this is all about uh sarah lyons and also teaching us a little bit more about astrology since we've never covered that on the show and a little later on 
live improvisational music with our musical guest, Brian Jordan, all on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition 2022, right after this. Have you felt inspired to meditate, but you just can't? Do you suffer from anxiety, but fidget toys just make you more fidgety? Want to replace negative self-talk in your head that keeps bringing you down? Introducing the latest self-help solution, Five Beads. Transformational beaded jewelry inspired by ancient wisdom, science, math, and psychology. All five beads are designed to incorporate the powerful Fibonacci sequence, nature's mathematical formula that has shaped our existence from the beginning of time. The Fibonacci sequence, also known as the golden mean or the golden ratio, is recognized by our conscious and unconscious mind and resonates as order out of chaos like we see in plants, flowers, seashells, ocean waves, the pyramids, and in our own body. Not only beautiful, they feel good to wear. Phi beads can help anchor tranquility, positivity, focus, and structure in your life by doing the Phi meditation. Phi meditation helps you harness the power of I am for intention, affirmation, and manifestation. Affirm the life you want. Get your set of Phi beads at phibeads.com. That's Phi, P-H-I, beads.com. You are listening to The Life Changes Show, live from Vortex Dome, L.A., on the BBS Radio Network, with your host, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio. You can hear tonight's show and all our past shows on our archive page at lifechangesshow.com, which include luminaries such as comedian Michael Collier, actress Gabriella Wright, performing artist James Hood, and author Ken Honda. Email your comments and questions to info at lifechangesnetwork.com, or ask Dorothy at lifechangesshow.com. You can also comment via Twitter at Life Changes Show and Facebook at The Life Changes Show. This is our 667th episode of The Life Changes Show. Our show title for this episode is Astrology. The Language of the Stars. I am host Filippo Voltaggio online with our producer and co-host, Marc Azur. 667 and just getting warmed up. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And uh, I'm really excited for tonight. Part of the reason that I have a fascination and a knowingness around uh, the topic that we're going to hear about tonight is from... The many readings I've had over the years from Sarah and the uncanny accuracy and the way she delivers them. And it really started encouraging me to pay attention to the way that the, the bigger picture was unfolding and what's going on and how everything relates uh, energetically. It's pretty fascinating. Uh, indeed, looking forward to delving into this conversation. She is also an astrologer, a reader, a teacher and an author. Welcome, Sarah E. Lyons, to the Life Changes Show. Hello. Thank you for having me tonight. It, it, it's it's a pleasure. So, actually, with the episode six, six, seven, that's that adds up to a one. So that's that's got to be like the beginning of something. So it's perfect. You're on today. Yeah, new beginnings, number one. New beginnings, indeed. So tell us about, uh, before we get into astrology in general, tell us specifically what's going on already with 2022 that feels so different. Um, well, um, the intro was, was really great. Um, when I wrote that to uh, get everyone ready for the new year, I thought this isn't really going to go over too well. 
but I, I had to be um, specific and I had to be accurate. So I thought, well, at least they're going to know what to do and how to use the time correctly. So um, most of my clients are, are used to that. Um, sometimes it's best not to sugarcoat things, just to let you know, okay, this is the timing and this is what to do. So um, you mentioned the word retrograde a couple of times, and we do have two planets um, very close to Earth, both Mercury and Venus, uh, being in retrograde cycles at this time. And retro means backwards. So um, the energy itself of these planets are turned more inward and are much slower than they are normally. So anything having to do with those planets um, which uh, really affect the personal areas of our lives, tend to slow down. And as long as we're okay with catching up, and as you mentioned earlier, the redoing, reviewing, reconsidering, reconnecting, all of those kind of going over things, um, that is the best way to use this time. And we'll have we'll have a really good boost of energy afterwards to get us going for what's considered the new year on the calendar. For what's considered the new year. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I get it. Well, I say that because my clients know that we all have our own personal new year, and it starts on our birthday. Hmm. Yes, okay. we can celebrate this new year because it's the calendar's new year. Ah, interesting. Okay. Right. Well, so we're all not supposed to be doing the same thing at the same time. But but this not re really. thing <laughs> is is kind of for everybody. Mm-hmm. The retrograde energy is for everyone on the planet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, so retrograde isn't anything bad. It just means that it's not time to start new things. It's time to review things, catch up things, reconnect to people, and take a step back and, you know, just kind of um, in that reviewing process, we may decide that there are some things we want to either postpone or or just say, well, this, this really isn't as important as we thought it was going to be now and just put it way on the back burner. But it's a great time to catch up those things that we've put off. And that feels good, too. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. And and actually, before we move on to a more a general conversation of astrology, on that same page, tell us what's there, because I think people are going to want to go find out about their personal aspects there, right? Yes, there's a short paragraph for each sign for the year of 2022 on that page uh, on my website. It's under resources, and um, that'll get them started for 2022. I also will, as the year goes on every month, I post some monthly horoscope and always write um, a bit of information to go along with the signs. The information pertains to everybody, so it would be good to read the whole thing. And so that's something that's always there. There's uh, the page that, that relates to the retrogrades 
uh, of the planets, the personal planets that affect us so much, that is also on that page with the dates so that your calendars can be marked. Uh, and it's a good um, tool for planning so that, you know, you're kind of prepared. So let's say you want to go on a vacation during one of these retrograde times. Well, it's good to go back someplace you've already been, but not a new place. And mm. travel itself, because Mercury is the planet relating to travel and all types of commuting or communication, things can go really kind of crazy during that time, so you have to allow more time for travel. Mm. So it's good to kind of look ahead. Good to know, good to know. So that page that uh, Sarah is referring to is on her website at sarahlyonsastrologer.com. Sarah's with an H, S-A-R-A-H, Lyons, L-Y-O-N-S, astrologer.com. And it's the resource page, but you'll probably be interested in a lot of other pages as well. And uh, Sarah, you mentioned, uh, I didn't think we were going to start here, but you mentioned how our, our own uh, year starts when we're born. Um, and I, I thought it was interesting. You, uh, you shared with me for fun the chart for when America was born. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that, uh, that and I'm, I'm, I can't make heads or tails of it. <laughs> it is such a science. It is. It is the oldest science known to mankind, and it's a language unto itself. So um, it, it's, it's a really deep study. And um, on that basic page that you have with the America's map, or the one that's most used for America, um, because we have several different charts, actually, um, you see there the time, day, and place that is considered when our country is born because not only do uh, will every human have a chart but everything has a birth chart a country a city um, your pet has a birth date and has their own chart um, anything that you decide that you'd like to do especially starting a business getting married anything that is um, maybe a new investment or branching off into a new company, things like that all have beginnings and have their own birth chart. So, and uh, obviously it depends on where somebody is born and, and what time and all that, but something that was really interesting that uh, was part of our conversation uh, previously was that there are different calendars, like I mentioned, and some calendars actually have uh, 13 months, and you even mentioned there's a calendar that has seven months. So how does that factor in? Well, I, we were talking also about the different types of astrology, and um, right. I do Western astrology and use all of the planets in our solar system, not just the sun, uh, which everyone knows their sun sign. That's the sign that the sun was moving through when they were born. So right now the sun's in Capricorn. And anyone born, you know, during this month up until um, late January is a Capricorn. 
but a professional astrologer looks at every planet in the chart. And so in Western astrology, we use all of the planets in our solar system. There is another, I think this, the other most popular type of astrology is called Vedic astrology. And they use the sidereal zodiac, which only consists of seven planets in uh, different placements. And both types of astrology is very accurate. And you will see that, like, if you, if you had a reading from me and then you went to a Vedic astrologer, you would be getting a lot of the same information and just in a different way. Hmm. Yes, uh, and um, about the 13, the 13 uh, months or the moons, yes, there's always 13 new moons every year. And the Chinese calendar is based on the new moons. So um, everybody knows we have the Chinese New Year coming up on February 1st. Mm-hmm. So every culture has had their own type of astrology. So uh, you said it's the oldest science, uh, and I, I, I'm assuming because we were looking at the stars, uh, as our ancestors were looking at the stars? Yes, and actually our ancestors only had the stars at night, mm. and so they, they had plenty of time to study everything. And... Um, so this is information handed down through the ages. There's nothing new about astrology. Interesting. Interesting. What I, a lot of people might think of astrology as uh, something that they read in the newspaper, and, and sometimes they think it applies, sometimes they don't. And, and already that there, there's a problem there, right? Because just because one person has the same sign doesn't mean that the other planets align or something like that? That's correct, because you could have people born on the same day, but in different parts of the world at different times, and they're going to have a different chart. All the same planets, maybe one or two in different signs, but you will have different placements in the chart. The, uh, the map itself will be in different uh, location and it, it brings whole totally different energies so even people born on the same day can be very different but if you could imagine everyone being just pushed into 12 categories there's a generalization there that will be correct but you can't be specific and if you do need more specific information then it's best to consult a professional so uh, before we get into what we can actually uh, gain from understanding of, of the charts and, and all that, working with a professional like you, uh, what is, are you able to share what's happening? Like it's because one planet is closer, kind of like when the moon, I think, is closer to the earth, there, there are tidal waves or high tide and that kind of thing. Is, is that similar to what happens with the planets? You know, that's a great analogy, Filippo, because um, when the planet's retrograde, it's very close to Earth, the closest it's going to be. So that um, example of how the moon affects the tides 
on earth with the the energy patterns that it has and the pull that it has with the tides the other planets also have these energy patterns and their effect on earth but in different uh, areas like uh, mercury for instance with its retrograde phase always interferes with communication and goes into you know that area and Venus has more to do with the energy that affects us with relationships and our finances. So each planet kind of governs a different area of life, and then they all have a retrograde pattern from time to time, except for the sun and moon. Mm. Okay. It's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> And, and what I also thought was interesting, I, I, I did assume, I, uh, I'm thinking back, that some of it was in, in intuitive. Now, um, it, it might be intuitive to some people like you who started out very young saying, I get this, but it's not an intuition like a psychic thing, right? It's, it's purely the geometry of it all. That's correct. You don't have to be psychic to be an astrologer at all because astrology is all about energy patterns of the planets and the calculations of their angular positions to one another. So it's uh, really it's an intellectual type of, of study. But it's, that's not to say that there are not astrologers that are psychic and that do have uh, really great intuition and uh, other abilities as well. Um, it's a metaphysical subject, and most, most metaphysical-type people will have talents in more than one area. So you talked about how uh, you work with clients on everything from like elective surgery to opening businesses getting married and could you could you give us some examples of, of how uh, like for example if somebody's gonna have surgery would it be a situation of potential more complications or less or uh, faster recovery kind yeah. of thing Yes, that's exactly um, what I help my clients with. It's called electional astrology, and that's choosing the best time for um, for something to occur, or you know, to have the best outcome for a situation. So, let's say you wanted to start a business, or you wanted to get married, or make a, a really um, expensive purchase. It's not a good idea to do that when Mercury is retrograde. That's the, the first tip I can give out to everybody that they can mm. use right now. Your own chart, of course, adds to that, but just typically it's not good to start something new during those time periods. And, of course, with 30 years of professional experience, I've really gone through a lot with my clients that have just kind of tested that a little bit. <laughs> and uh, weren't happy with the results. So um, I have a lot of stories on that, but maybe some other time. Um, <laughs> with the surgery, I can tell you something um, that uh, everybody would be fascinated to hear, 
Hippocrates, our father of medicine, was also an astrologer. And he thought that it would was uh, very important that any doctor look at a birth chart of an individual before they even attempted a diagnosis. Really? So that being said, um, what I do when someone tells me they need to have a, some type of procedure, um, the, some of the first things I look for is, of course, the full moon because of, you know, the, the moon's energy and pressure on the earth with the tides that also affects our own body because our body is 85% um, water, fluids. And so what happens is there's more pressure at the full moon, there's more bleeding at the full moon. And that's been known since the beginning of time. And I don't know if there's any physicians at this point that pay attention to that or not, but that's one of the things that people can can remember. So... Um, even if you don't have a professional astrologer, want to consult one, try to avoid full moon for surgeries. And um, also retrogrades because something just may go uh, unnoticed or you could get postponed or something could happen that throws things off. So unless it's an emergency, if it's something that can be planned, then just work around those periods that could, you know, just give you some problems. Now, you said, uh, Sarah, that this is called electional astrology. What, what's the astrology that just, like, happens to us kind of thing? Like, uh-oh, here it comes. We're not electing <laughs> for this. Uh, no, we're not choosing it. Right. Well, that's when we're born, and like you see on, on the chart for the United States there, when we're born, we take our first breath, and we absorb the energies that are operating in the universe at that time. So right there at that moment, our lifetime is set for us. Those energies stay with us our whole lifetime. And when I take those values and, and create a map for you, a map of your life, I interpret that map. And your birth map never changes, although the planets keep moving and your chart progresses, that's how I look at the different types of forecasting that I can do or other types of astrology. But the birth chart itself is like your fingerprint. It's unique unto you, and it never changes. And that itself, that chart, has your life in it. When we come back... Uh, we've all heard of, of like compatibility with uh, a spouse or a mate uh, or potentially even like a business partner. But uh, you actually let's talk about that real quick, uh, okay. Sarah, because um, that's what people normally that's a big a, a big part of what people use astrology for. Right. Compatibility. Right. With a yes. Spouse. Yes. A lot of people will say, oh. I'm a Gemini. Who's the best sign for me? Mm-hmm. And, and yes, it could be business. It could be personal. Um, definitely marriage uh, partners. Um, they're all curious. Or they'll say, oh, our signs aren't supposed to get along, but we do. So there's nothing to that astrology stuff. Well, what they're talking about and most people know about is only their sun sign. 
And again, they're not looking at the whole chart, which someone may be born in one sign and just have this sun in that sign, and they know that that to be their sun sign. They could have three or maybe four other planets in a sign that's not really compatible with their sun sign, yet it's the sign of their partners. So there's mm -hmm. a deep connection there, and they don't know why, because from what they would read, just in general, uh, the signs wouldn't necessarily be compatible, yet they are. So, um, again, you have to go deeper than just sun sign astrology to know the things that um, would you know, be operating, um, let's say, uh, on different levels because each, each planet in our chart has to do with a part of our personality. So Mercury is uh, a planet that has to do with our intellect and how we think. And maybe we're a logical thinker and our mate is more emotional or intuitive. And then uh, Venus is our love nature. Mars is how we go about things. One person could be really assertive. The other one may not. And if, if we can... When I do compatibilities for people, I say this isn't to tell you if you can get along. You already know that. This is to help you understand each other so you get along better. Nice, nice. Well, actually, that's where I want to go, which I found very fascinating in, in your and my conversation, Sarah, uh, when it came to parents and children. And I thought that seemed very helpful for so many families uh, to be able to know what you're about to share. So when we come back, we'll uh, talk more with our astrologer, Sarah Lyons, uh, guest. And uh, in our next segment, we're also having our Ask Dorothy segment. And then a little later on with uh, Brian Jordan, live improvisational music, all on the Life Changes show at Home Edition right after this. The Little Dog That Could is the fantastically true story of a man and a little dog that came into his life as his mentor to help him understand the world beyond his human senses and to experience life, love, and healing beyond his human understanding. Best-selling author Filippo Voltaggio, who currently hosts the highly regarded Life Changes show, is an internationally known singer, speaker, and life coach. Filippo offers up his own story, how one little surprise package in fur and four legs transformed his life unexpectedly forever and furthered his path of self-discovery. In The Little Dog That Could, Filippo brings to life the meaning of the adage, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Through the reading of this book, you will experience the journey of real miracles that transcend time, space, and logic while gaining practical tools that will help you navigate your way. The Little Dog That Could is available through Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For more information, visit thelittledogthatcould.com. That's thelittledogthatcould.com. You are listening to the Life Changes Show, live from Vortex Dome LA, with your host, Filippo Voltaggio. You can visit us online at lifechangesshow.com, via Twitter Life Changes Show and Facebook at the Life Changes Show. 
astrology the language of the stars and our guest is astrologer reader teacher and author sarah e lyons we've been talking about so many interesting things and some of which you will find on her website and also it's a place where you can connect with sarah if you're interested in a private consultation or a business consultation or for that matter lectures and parties you can find her at sarah with an h s-a-r-a-h lions with a y l-y-o-n-s astrologer.com she's also on facebook at us at uh, sarah lions astrologer and uh we have her email and uh cell number or, or phone number on our web page for her at lifechangesshow.com. Sarah, you talked about compatibility with parents and child in a a way that I, I, I never really took in until you said it. So please share with our audience about that and in as it references to astrology. Yes, uh, compatibility can be between any two or more people. And in our conversation today, I was discussing how I had helped parents understand their children and um, that their children uh, are unique beings and not necessarily wanting to follow in the footsteps um, of their parents and maybe totally different than their parents as far as their values. Uh, For instance, if a parent maybe wants their child to have a very secure profession and um, the child is more creative and unique and just isn't into routine and um, just doesn't show any interest in that type of life. And that's something that parents would really benefit from exploring their child's chart to see okay, what's the, the, the areas that my child can really excel in instead of what we just think that they should excel in? And maybe they can then help their child uh, become the best at whatever their child is interested in or has uh, the, um, the best qualifications for and, and go from there, you know, and then try to to help their their children in different ways. Uh, The understanding part is the most important. So um, it can really save a lot of problems in those relationships because children really don't know how to communicate to their parents that, you know, like it's not that they're ungrateful or that they don't like what their parents want for them. It's just that they're good at other things and they're interested in other things, and they might have a unique ability, and and even though maybe their art or talent isn't valued by the parents, that's something that they need to have in their lives and could probably excel at. So that was part of our conversation earlier. Yeah, I liked it, and I actually thought of a, a, a lot of families who, who could use this kind of understanding, and I I... I think uh, I, I, there are certainly different modalities, uh, therapists, and all that stuff. And this is this is one of them that I've never really considered for that kind of a uh, of a circumstance. Yes, I think it's it's really something that um, 
Uh, and I do know some counselors that are astrologers, and some of them that might, you know, use astrology without even mentioning it, just by asking uh, the birth dates of children, or you know, at least to know the sun signs, if nothing else. And not to say that the counselors are, uh, some of them are professional astrologers too, but um, it, it really would have a great place in in life coaching as well. Things yeah. where you're you're really trying to help the person grow as an individual um, and understand that okay, wow, my client is a just regularly a scattered person. They are always going to have this issue of too much multitasking and all. So if if that's something that they can work with on that level and not just try to put everybody in the, on the same program. That would be a great benefit as well. Hmm. Uh, because ultimately, this is about understanding ourselves better, right? Yes, it is. And, you know, we all have our strengths, our gifts, our talents, and our liabilities, our areas where we're just, you know, like so-so in that area, but we're not going to excel there. And it's better if we embrace that about ourselves and not fight against it. Or, or if we're going to fight against it, at least we know we're fighting against it, and that might be fun for us. And if it's fun <laughs> for us, so be it. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> I know I'm not a morning person, but I'm going to have to be for a while. Yeah, <laughs> things funny. like that. Or, you know, I, I know this isn't the job for me, but it's for right now. <laughs> Nice. Exactly. Exactly. That's and that's more palatable. That's if we can live with that for a while. That's uh, correct. And, and we can and have fun have in that job too. World. It just makes me think of uh, the uh, Southwest flight attendants. How some of them are are singers. Some of them are comedians. You know that we have a really great time on the flights, and they're encouraged mm. to be themselves. So I think. That's that's something that, uh, you know, just a little thought that came to me. Uh, nice. And, and we're, we're, yes, it, it certainly is the spice to have uh, uh, people with those kinds of talents in, in business situations. And, and maybe we'll see more of that. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. But um, I, you know, in looking again at this chart of America that's so geometrically, uh, beautifully done, by the way, uh, and knowing the conversation that you shared with us and, and that I had earlier, you ended our conversation at the time with you, you know, in all of this, you still feel like the right thing always happens. So how does, how, how to well, explain that to me, please? Yes, I, I know. It's uh, it, Well, it's, it's what I believe. I think that, you know, even when we think, wow, that relationship was a mistake or I should have never moved to that, that place and I haven't had any luck there or something, it, 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 in the worst-case scenario, it's a learning experience and it can help us get to the place we need to go. So if we didn't have that experience, um, uh, it probably would um, would kind of be somewhat detrimental that we didn't experience that so that we could put it behind us or 
uh, you know, like I said, learn from it and go, well, yeah, I'm not going back there anymore. So um, I think that we end up with the right situations, the right people, and our lives do go in the direction that it's supposed to, no matter what obstacles get in our way or no matter how we get sidetracked. I think we end up where we're supposed to be. So what I'm getting out of that, Sarah, now that I'm listening to you explain that is is uh, that even uh, that that we 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 shouldn't fear that if we follow the uh, astrology uh, charts to the T that we're not going to learn our lessons or it's all going to be easy and, and all that. If we're going to learn something, we're going to learn something, right? Right, and it's not all going to be easy. So we're we're not, mm. you know, here for just an easy ride. <laughs> we're here to experience life, and it will have ups and downs, but we can still enjoy it. And um, you know, when someone uh, it, the the things that are promised in, in your birth chart will happen, and if it's not promised in your birth chart, then it not necessarily won't be in your life, but it just won't be the dominant part of your life. And so those things are good to know, I think. I think so, too. And what you've shared today is is so good to know. And I want to remind everybody, Sarah Lyons, S-A-R-A-H-L-Y-O-N-S, astrologer.com is where you can learn more about Sarah and potentially after working with her, learn more about yourself. Sarah, what a pleasure to get to know you. And I have a feeling... We'll get to know you even more, and I look forward to it. I do, too. Thank you for having me on the show, Philippa and Mark, both. Um, it's been a pleasure. And pleasure was ours. Thank you so much. All the best to you, Sarah Lyons. Wow, that was awesome. Thank you so much. And with that, we have our Ask Dorothy segment. Dear Dorothy, this is Jeremy from Thousand Oaks, and you've helped me greatly with my health issues in the past. So here I am once again with an interesting question, and I am feeling you can help me find the answer. I'm having a very sharp pain in my stomach for the last five days. It comes and goes, and I just had an ultrasound performed, and the doctor says it shows no problems in the area where the pain is. Therefore, if the doctor says there is no problem and offered no solution, why am I still having the pains? What do I do now to figure this out? Dear Jeremy, it definitely sounds to me like you may need a second opinion. And so my suggestion is to find another doctor to examine you and help you determine the cause of your abdominal pain. Forty years ago, I had a similar situation and I went to the emergency room for tests. The doctors said there was no problem and my family tried to convince me that it was all in my head. I thank God that my personal physician didn't agree with my family or the other doctors, and he ran his own test, and he discovered that I had gallstones the size of large marbles. So please, since the pain is reoccurring, find another doctor who specializes in stomach issues and get a correct diagnosis. Once you are able to determine the cause of your pain, you can then choose the best solution to healing the issue. I encourage you to get more tests done as quickly as possible because sharp pains need to be correctly diagnosed to prevent serious consequences. 
Once you have determined the true cause of your pain and get the correct medical help, you and I can then work together regarding the emotional, mental, and spiritual issues that help create the physical condition. I learned from Louise Hay's work that the stomach holds nourishment, and it is often where we digest ideas. Probable emotional causes of stomach problems are dread and fear of the new. So while getting medical treatments, you could try out some new thoughts, such as, I digest life with ease, and or, life agrees with me, and all is well. Once you get a correct medical diagnosis, we will dig deeper into the emotional causes. And I look forward to assisting you and changing your thoughts to words, ones that serve you and the world. Thank you, Dorothy. And if you have a question for Dorothy, please write her at AskDorothy at LifeChangesShow.com. And we'll be right back with our musical guest, Brian Jordan, here on the Life Changes Show right after this. There are self-help seminars costing thousands of dollars guaranteeing miraculous transformations. There are compelling speakers and life-changing weekend experiences where you can walk on fire. They all deliver revelations that guarantee you'll come back for the more expensive revelations filled with even greater wonder next month on Fiji. We get addicted to positive, heartfelt, expensive theater. What we really need is a jumpstart, an awakening, someone who can give us a reminder that everything we need lies within. Through inspiration and practical knowledge, Dorothy Donahue helps people get grounded and motivated, inspired and energized. It's not just words and affirmations and the power of intention. It's a mindset brought about by a tangible, transcendental experience, an audiovisual, physical, spiritual experience that helps us realize we transform ourselves. We get tools to become the conscious co-creators of lives of unlimited potential. Find out more. Go to DorothyDonahue.com. Life Changes Show is a premier radio show presented by the Life Changes Network, which is a company whose team has dedicated their lives not only to positive change, but to helping others observe and embrace, honor, and even celebrate their own changes, thus enabling a more positive, inspired life and helping to create a more positive and inspired world. From everyday people, celebrities, corporate giants, and children, we are here to help and to serve with heart, integrity, and experience We bring our message and positive intent into your lives through the Life Changes Show, lifechangesnetwork.com, and through guest appearances on other inspiring shows and events. If you wish to learn more about Life Changes Life Coaching, a private consultation with one of us, corporate or live event appearances, or if you would like us to appear on your radio or TV shows, please email us at info at lifechangesnetwork.com. And now for our musical guest, who is an improvisational artist here on the Life Changes Show, we have Brian Jordan. Welcome, Brian, to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you, Brian, and get to know you and your music. Uh, on our way to getting to know more about you, uh, I the improvisational thing is something that I've never really been able to do well. And I have a great relationship with music. I have a feeling you have a different kind of relationship. Never asked somebody that before. What kind of relationship do you have to have with music in order to do the improvisational stuff? 
Well, I think first of all, you have to be comfortable with yourself because that's what you're going to be putting out mm. there. You're improving um, throughout the very yes. situation that you're improvising in. And my improvisational background basically comes from jazz. Um, I studied oh. jazz in college, also classical music. So it's kind of a web of both um, through classical voice leading and melodies with jazz sensibility and a jazz approach to the music, um, basically weaving in and out of the chord progressions and re-imagining um, songs sometimes, melodically. Nice, nice. Did 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 you start with improvisation? How, how did you start? No, I actually music? started when I was eight years old. I started taking folk guitar lessons, pretty much drumming oh. chords and singing folk songs. Whoa! Yeah, completely different. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And I think um. Well, just... actually, no. Go on, please. Oh, just starting from there, I just became more and more interested in the sound of music and how music was made. So then I picked up the bass guitar later on and keyboards and then drums. And I was just very interested in how music was created and the part that each instrument played in a song or a piece of music. And um, from there, I started to embellish my own, write my own music and just embellish different lines and parts of the song. And that's kind of how I got my sensibility as far as what goes where in a song, um, song structure, etc. cetera. Uh, which, is, which is like, you play many instruments, you sing, but which is like your instrument, like you feel most connected to? Guitar, for sure. The guitar? Okay. Yes. Well, good. We're going to get to hear you, the guitar right now, actually. You're going to be playing an improvisational piece for us. And uh, does this have a title yet? This one is called Sunday Morning. Okay. Because I, I, I say it that way because I, I know it's so yeah. new. And yeah, it, it was so new, it didn't even have a title an hour ago. <laughs> so, yeah. But I wrote it on a Sunday morning, so I'm going to go with that. We'll call it Sunday Morning. It's exciting. Okay. Well, we get to hear... Uh, uh, an improvisation here on guitar by uh, Brian Jordan that he's titled Sunday Morning Live on the Life Changes Show.
That's a good Sunday morning. <laughs> nice, yes. <Yeah. laughs> nice. Brian Jordan. Now, you can find Brian at his website, Brian Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N.net. Also on Facebook at Brian Jordan Music. And on Instagram is Heavy Love Jones? Yes. <laughs> is that it? That's it, yes. Okay. Yeah, that you was know, actually uh, the name of a band I put together a while back. But um, oh, that, yeah. Okay. And speaking of which, you are the leader of the Brian Jordan band, and you've also performed with others, uh, other bands, and other music legends. Actually, James Brown, Dave Matthews. I, I mean, the the Allman Brothers. I, like, wow, uh, very exciting. I, I, and those are all different styles <laughs> as I'm Correct. thinking about it, right? Yes, yes. But um, to me, it's tell all us about music. Was that? It's all music to me. It's all music to you. Well, I was about to say, interesting to know that you started like American folk, right? There's, yes. And there's, and, and what you just played it seemed like it had like kind of folk ish music from different countries, actually, right? Correct, yes. And um, I listen to music from all around the world. I studied classical guitar in college. I love flamenco guitar. I love Brazilian music. So it's kind of some of all that woven together. Nice. Well, I understand we have a little more of some of all that. Is that correct in this next piece? Correct. Okay. And does this have a title? This one is called Come Up, actually, and it's basically based on a song I wrote a while back. And I used to perform it with Carl Dunstan's Tiny Universe as well as my own band. But I'm going to do an acoustic version of that with some improvisation woven in. Did you say Come Up? Come Up, yes. Okay. And and both of these pieces are not recorded in a in a in a CD yet, right? But this is in the works. This is in the works. It was released on Spotify many years ago, but I don't think it's up there anymore. But it'll, I'm bringing it back. Okay. Well, yeah. here's nice. Brian Jordan with his improvisational piece come up on the Life Changes Show.
Jordan. Brian, if I didn't know better, I would think you would have put that on a loop or there was somebody right next to you playing another guitar. No, I'm definitely looping. I mean, I am looping. Up. Yeah. Oh, you are? Okay. I, am looping, yeah. I have my looper right next to me. Okay, thank you. Uh-huh. It sounded amazing. And I'm thank like, it's a little, wow. Thank you for saying that because it's, it's awesome. So, BrianJordan.net, J O R D A N.net. Uh, also on Facebook, Brian Jordan Music, and then Heavy Love Jones on Instagram. He also tweets at uh, Brian Jordan underscore zero zero one. Brian, I, I I know that things being the way they are, but you uh, you plan on when it's possible to get out there and tour all over again, right? Pretty much at some point. For now, I'm mostly local in San Diego and doing a few regional shows as well. And I pretty much post everything on my website. Okay, BrianJordan.net. Well, I hope to catch you live is what I'm getting at. Uh, so thank you for uh, sharing you and your music on our show tonight. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Once again, a thank you to Brian Jordan and to Sarah Lyons. That is our show. On behalf of our executive producer, Dorothy Lee Donahue, and our producer and co-host, Mark Lejeur, I am your host, Filippo Voltaggio, reminding you that as your life changes, like ours surely did tonight, we're here for you. Happy New Year. Ciao, everyone. You have been listening to The Life Changes Show on the BBS Radio Network. Listen live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time and visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com, on Facebook at The Life Changes Show, and on Twitter at Life Changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant, Life Changes. The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Life Changes.